Welcome back. It's another episode of the Awful Service Podcast. This is the podcast that things are getting a little crazy right now. We're just wondering, you know, um, we're a little understaffed today. Would you mind coming in and just helping us podcast for a little while? You know, we'll we'll, we'll make sure you're first cut and, uh, you know, we'll even pay for dinner. It's yeah. a lie. It's all lies. Oh, no, it's not it because it is that kind of podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, you don't even have to roll silverware tonight. That's a, it is that kind of podcast. Mm. Okay, only 25 silver. 25 okay. silverware, okay? Okay, we're not we're not monsters, all right? <laughs> uh, it's me, your host, Matt Doyman, with my co-host. Nathan Smezrud. Uh, joining us to make us sound oh so pretty is my favorite halfling. Jalen Russell. And you guys, we're making awful history yet again. Again? For again. And I think this one's actually historical instead of me just reaching. <laughs> <laughs> That's something you made up five minutes before we started the show? No, I made it up 10 minutes before we started the show. Thank you. Prep. While I was rolling 25 silverware. Uh, no, uh, this is the first time we've uh, recorded with somebody because we've been doing Zoom now for about six months, uh, six, seven months now. And uh, this is the first time we've actually had an international recording. Wow. Our, yes, the, the interweb tubes that go under the ocean. The power uh, of the internet. Yes, uh, it's a series of tubes that was invented by Al Gore. Uh, is, is making it possible so we can actually uh, zoom in uh, with technically a, a Minnesota-based comic who's now based in Berlin, Germany. Woo, woo! Yeah. I cheered for myself. Is that Yes, sometimes on? you have to cheer for yourself. Shout have out to... to- Berlin listeners. Yes, yeah, so I'll, we have some German <laughs> listeners. Okay. We've got we've got we've got singles of German listeners. Nice. <laughs> I've uh, got singles of German fans here in Berlin too. So it's uh, nice. Yeah. Maybe we can combine them and it can be tens. Ladies and gentlemen, the the, the person you're hearing, Sarah Kilbright, everybody. Give it Ooh. up. Thank you very much for joining the podcast, Sarah. Hey Tara. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. Well, this is the Awful Service Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about customer service jobs and the stories that happen there within. Uh, the very first segment of the podcast we lovingly refer to as the resume. Mm. Show us your resume. Why should we hire you? Have you ever had a job right to open fire you? Tell us all about yourself and your place of business. Talk about your former jobs, filthy, shady politics. Show us your resume. Away my uh, my service industry CV, and now I'm just you know decided that it's just never going to happen. I'm, I'm always going to have it. <laughs> 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 like how many times you're like, not this time, and then you're like, eh, I better update that. Yeah, right. Well, yep. um, so yeah, this is the resume section. So this is where you can start, you know, uh, we're not asking you to, you don't have to list every job, but, you know, talk about some of the jobs you've had and the stories that happened there. Yeah. Wherever you like to start. Uh, I feel like I've been working in the service industry for, I think the people that s- were born the year that I first started serving could probably legally serve now. I, mm-hmm. uh, I think yep, that's, same. that's definitely the case. Um, I started off in a coffee shop. I was a barista near the University of Minnesota at a a very beloved place called the Purple Onion. Um, 
I don't know. Was anyone here a U of M person? No. No. I, okay. Good I for went you. To, I went to St. Cloud State and, uh, and, and uh, Nathan went to East Jesus Nowhere. Okay. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. I'm a proud University of North Dakota alum. Yep. Oh, my hometown. Very cool. So I moved from Grand Forks, North Dakota to the cool city of Minneapolis, Minnesota, um, with the intention of going to college and then promptly dropping out because that's how cool I was and got a job at this coffee shop called the Purple Onion, um, where back in the day you could still smoke. Oh. And we had these big nice. like uh, ice cream booth type seating and people would just spend hours and hours just reading books and drinking espresso and, and uh, talking about ideas. Smoking cigarettes. Smoking cigarettes. Smoking Very special. important. Lots of Bob Marley, lots of Bob Dylan being played on, um, what were those things called? Like in between like compact discs and uh, like the iPad. It was like a little mini square. Discs. The mini discs? Yeah, I don't remember yeah, what those I, were called. I think, they were called. I think they were called like Sony mini discs. And it was like, a, it looked like a CD slash like. Um, floppy like a, disc. Floppy disc. It was like kind of a combo it, of them, right? Yeah. Well, it was, it, I, th- I think, I don't know if we're talking about quite the same thing, but it was. It was put MP3s some, on it. Yeah, yeah, something like that. That were all mislabeled because you got them off of like Kazaa or Morpheus or Napster, and they were all like, just it would be something like I don't know, uh, you know, break something by corn, but corn was spelled with a C. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Ooh, cool. Yeah, we're yeah. taking a taking a tour back in time. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. So it was, it was, yeah, it was this cool, it was this cool coffee shop near the U of M um, before everything got super corporate where the pot bellies is now. <laughs> and it was a big, like kind of a cultural institution of the time. And I got a job there because I, I went up to the coffee shop and I must've made a good impression. Um, this fellow named Tom there said, we were just chatting. We were just shooting the shit. And, and as everyone and your listeners can probably tell, I'm very charismatic. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, <laughs> apparently what had happened is that a lot of assholes had been applying at this coffee shop. And when you're working at a coffee shop, the only ego you have is that you work at that cool coffee shop. You know, that's sort of a, sort of a, an ethos. Right. And so he wanted someone kind of cool. And he's like, Hey, do you need a job? And I was like, yeah, I need a job. I'm, I'm trying to, trying to move to the city. So he's like, let's pretend like we know each other. I was like, okay. So we wrote down on the resume that we had worked together, like teaching kids at a summer camp. And the next thing I know, I was, I was uh, hired at this coffee shop, uh, popping in and at 5 a.m. to cook the pastries for the people and, and make some coffee. So that was my first foray into the, into the culinary arts. And it was a pretty cool job. You know, I got to, lo- got to know a lot of people. First introduced me to a lot of good music. That's where it all began. So what was, mm-hmm. what was the average uh, guest like? At like, at like, cause this is like this to me, this is like, I, I know this, I know this guy, even though I've never been to that specific one, I still know this coffee shop and I'm, but I'm yeah. just kind of curious, what was like the average customer? Like the average customer, uh, one of those, like people who shows up, who just orders like a medium dark roast, who's a little older and maybe has like, you, you know, the guy with the feather in his hair, mm-hmm. um, and like the big Afro, yeah. that kind of guy. Uh, we had we had a lot of folks like that where they would just come in and they were they were pro- like either like super geniuses or 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 or, or just dress the part of the of the eccentric. Um, we had a lot of a lot of that going on. Um, I imagine where you're like, are you a professor or something? Or yeah, yeah, John the painter with his like ball cap and his uh, 
Yeah, just a lot of like characters that were very dis- distinctive, but at the same time not because they would order just like a normal black coffee before all that frou-frou came in. And I remember the time that the, that the frou-frou drinks came in and the blender came in and, you know, we started to have to mix things that had an excessive amount of sugar. And Tom, the guy who hired me, he just looked at me and he's like, fuck no. Like we're not, <laughs> we're not, not doing this. And then really start to sense like the change in the culture because all of a sudden we have more fancy college students coming in and this this lady this is my first Karen store she come in she's like can you actually brew it to like such and such degrees and Andy with the glazy stoner eyes but like the shitty ding grin always listens to Bob Marley just looked at her and just goes no <laughs> absolutely not she's like what and she's like no I'm not doing that oh, with just like grin and glazed stone eyes Bob Marley in the background. He's like flat out not doing it. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I'm going to make you a good cup of coffee. Just let's not attach any numbers to it, all right? <laughs> With a smile. Uh, I'm yeah. going to make you proper, but I'm, I'm not fucking doing that. So it was, yeah, a big, big cultural uh, shift. And I think that must have been 2004, I would mm-hmm. say. Uh, sounds about right placing it in time and space. That's when the there caribou a, boom in Minnesota ben- really got big. Sorry? That's when the caribou boom got really big in Minnesota was like those early yeah. thousands. So everyone had to have like, you know, the mint berry, chocolate, white, frothy chino. Yeah, we were still like making sandwiches by hand with like jar- jugs of mayo and, and wrapping them in, in wrap. And yeah, I mean, yeah. You mean it wasn't from D'Amico and Brothers? No, it was definitely not. No. <laughs> I remember the day we closed that. Like I remember distinctively sitting or standing and they had these two giant big windows. It was, it's a pretty actually very large storefront. Um, and the smoke had been cleared out. They had done that ban. And I just remember the floors, you know, like these floors of the, this beat up like chunks out of the floors. Uh, so many memories, so many people sitting in these booths for hours, just having conversations and then realizing that this is just kind of the end of something really cool. So many books yeah. that never got published got yeah. written there. So many zines, so many books. No, it wasn't quite <laughs> that. It wasn't quite that, like West Bank. It was definitely, definitely, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, there, was, there was one guy who was, who was into like, in, like some sort of like type of mathematics that my brain cannot even comprehend. He was on some sort of plane and he would, he would, he, he apparently was some sort of savant in like the mathematics department in, in, the, in like the U of M. His name was Baraki. And he would come in and I remember one day on my birthday, he, he wrote me a poem and his eyes were really big. And he's like, he wrote me a poem about how much Baraki loved me and he handed it to me on a handwritten page. That was pretty typical is that he would write people poems and, and hand them out, um, <laughs> which was really nice. It's like kind of a cool thing. So a lot of, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of that type of happening. You're like, that's a really nice poem, but you still have to pay for your dark roast bud. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. trying to trade it for, like, can I get a yeah. scone with this? Battery will do you nothing, sir. <laughs> yeah. You just find a bunch so. of poems in your tip jar. <laughs> yeah. There was phone numbers. Phone numbers would go in the tip jar. That's when you used oh, to really? just decorate like a 16-ouncer with like some newspaper, you know, and you'd write tips on it. And people would actually pay, you know, dollars of bills. Like people don't do that anymore. But we would we would dump the thing out and we'd, you know, make... I don't know, 20 bucks or something. And mm-hmm. back in 2004, that's like $150. Yeah. 20 yeah. bucks went a long way back then. I think that's actually how I met the first uh, guy that I, I dated. Um, 
Yeah. He put Back his phone number in your tip jar? Phone number? I believe so. But we had a connection. It wasn't creepy. Like we had had an interaction. There was some dreamy eyes happening. I think there was a talk about a <laughs> You could kind of pull over to the side because we had an ice cream cake or ice cream case rather. <laughs> I don't do a podcast very much. Um, there was an ice cream case. So you could pull over to the side and we had two mm-hmm. baristas, which meant that one barista could deliver the coffee and say, no, Karen, I'm not giving you the hot, you know, 72 degrees. And the other <laughs> one, which worked really, really nice um, for those of us who wanted to flirt. So yeah, that was that. That's probably all I need to say about the coffee shop thing. It was, the, it was the flirt case. It was the flirt case, yeah. <laughs> Sneak someone a free pastry and things just go from there. I worked at a lot of uh, bars and clubs too. And I really want to make sure that I talk about um, go for the it. fucking bars that I worked at. <laughs> uh, also in 2004, because I wanted to move up in the world. Because all of a sudden I was like, whoa, you make way more money working at a bar. I was at, um, I found this place because I was at a play rehearsal uh, pushing my my finger up my nose and pushing up my glasses in St. Paul. And we were working close to this metal bar named station four. Oh yeah. Yeah. Station. Uh, yeah. Station four. So what was funny about that is that during happy hours, everyone from the postal service and there were their mugs on the wall. So it would be like Earl and Betty from our conversation earlier, everyone's name would be on the wall and they'd get their mug of beer and they'd sit down and then the shift would happen between like seven and nine where these metal heads would come in and all of a sudden you'd hear amazing. A really fun mashup. And it was, we had a couple like big acts come in like from like Sweden and Norway. So these tall ass motherfuckers in like uh, wizard robes would come in and they would be like, nine <laughs> Oh yeah. Have long blonde hair and like these like sleek faces and they'd be like 17, you know, but they somehow got like, workers rights to be here and they would come up to the bar and be like um could we please have a sprite <laughs> and then they go always the, the nicest guys on the planet your soul yep you what that sounds like the nicest guys on the planet that's that tracks tracks yeah. perfectly with the metal crowd yeah super super nice and sweet like super super sweethearts fun Angry fact Smezrud may have been at some of those shows yeah there's a strong possibility <laughs> Angry Larry? Did you ever meet Angry Larry? No. Okay. He, he was like a someone who would have been in your life, though, Nathan. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I'm a frequent concert goer back in the early aughts and many metal and punk shows. So yeah. there, there, there's all far too many to, to keep track of, and I usually ended up getting quite drunk at most of them. As you do. So yeah. Yeah. The memory's not too good. How does a how does a punk show and a and a metal show difference in the aftermath? Like how do things end? Um, punk is metal dirtier. Shows are punk's way dirtier. Metal shows are like, uh, are like sweet loners that all get together and beat the shit out of each other, and then everyone goes their separate ways, being quiet and sweet afterwards yeah punk guys the the rowdiness is before the show during the show and after the show right there's like beer cans being thrown and people yeah. slipping slop and hugging each other everyone lives yep. together like people in like one basement carpeted basement you know anyway yep. <laughs> and when, when you go to these metal shows i remember uh this triad that showed up and they were in like dominatrix like like almost look like like sort of like steampunk meets renaissance costumes okay like, 
full gear and the, you know, the man in the center and one woman on each of the sides and, you know, the, the, the fake ears and the long hair and they just showed up and they were just like beaming. Like they had been, I don't know, maybe they lived out of state or something and they, they were waiting <laughs> for this moment, the three of them to come together to this one show and be weird, freaky loners, but together tonight as a threesome. And uh, yeah, that, that, that checks that type of <laughs> the heavy metal love story. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Yeah. They met on MySpace, okay? They, they yeah. all... Probably. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, this is going to be so great. Here are the rules. And and we begin, Gwyneth, you know. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> She likes it when I touch the right hip. Like, there was like, like, like playful. The ladies are thrown around. Yeah, just like a lot of like, uh, there was a lot of, uh, what's the word for like Pageantry. a Pageantry. Colloquial- yeah, there was a lot of pageantry, but it was like subtle and like, and like the eyes were darting back and forth all night. I was witnessing a very special moment. <laughs> <laughs> Is it weird that I picture him with a cane? No, no, that's probably no. accurate. No, you know, like you know, it would probably have had some... the the head of a raven on the end or something like that, mm-hmm. or like a it's like or like a grim reaper scythe sort of looking thing, right, it's, and it's right. shiny, like it's not real gold, right? Yeah. If you stare into it some weird shit you can always like hook the person i don't know what would you use a cane for i mean balance maybe if there's some really kinky uh bathroom action i don't know oh I'm yeah just, didn't think oh, of that, that could- well, at, at the bar you were working at it it actually sounds like that could have happened oh definitely 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 yeah tell us tell us more um so that was one um i had this funny experience in san francisco where i had just graduated from art school i didn't know what the fuck i was doing I was living near... Um, did you also work at the Purple Onion in San Francisco? <laughs> no, I did not work there, but I did work at a laundromat slash cafe. Um, <laughs> the, uh, amateur surf rock night followed by amateur comedy hour. <laughs> oh, wow. Wait, 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 wait. A lot. Yeah, that was a lot of... a lot That's of a lot insult. of process. I knew the term um, with uh, Hawaiian shirts telling really sexist jokes. Um, <laughs> yep. yep, that follows... I, I would I would order a uh, cocaine and my my dealer would pull up in one of those little mini cars I forget what they were called um, and he had like one of those duck bills you know haircuts and the braces and I would just um, do cocaine and drink um, to survive these <laughs> ass they wouldn't turn it down either they had like a full PA and like again people are just there to do their laundry this was like when Soma was was starting to be gentrified like it was kind of taken over by like the bear culture so there was a lot of that but there was also oh there was a cult nearby. I need to slow down. So, <laughs> you're going so many different ways. Dad rock, open mic, cocaine, bears, gentrification. Just It was exciting. I mean, you know, coming from the Midwest, like we don't see like a lot of these culture clashes. So this was a, this was an air area that used to be rough and tumbly and then was taken over by bears. But then at some point bears with money, like people in the tech field but still the leather daddies were there and and people were were there to do their laundry like it was, so like it was rough proper, and tumble but way more fun but like way more fun yeah would, like, would you say it's rough and tumble dry <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah there you go so like people were there to do their laundry and drink coffee and then whoever these fucking insoles were they would show up with their Hawaiian shirts and their khaki and play really bad surf rock really, really loud. <laughs> and nobody wanted it. Like our customers- This next song is called Women Are Stupid. Let's go to the beach. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just a generation of men who are ruined by David Lee Roth. 
<laughs> they're like this is for all the divorced dads in the house well, I, I don't it was just like <laughs> like really incessant just very insistent yeah and then there was a um then they would yeah then when they would do amateur comedy hour and it was way before i decided to do that there it was the the um there was a, a sex cult nearby too and what was interesting about the sex cult, I didn't know much about it, but I knew it was ran by uh, a woman or at least founded by a woman or ran by women. And the rumor was, is that every morning, if you, cause it was a live, you know, they offer classes, you know? And oh. so one of, the, one of the guys who would show up and who would get his coffee every day had that kind of dreamy, buzzy, you know, bliss sort of spiritual bypassing. <laughs> um, I've escaped my traumas through sexual pleasure. Uh, sure. sort of look in his face. He was like, well, we have all these classes. You should really, you know, take, take, take them at some point. And my boss mm -hmm. pulled me aside. Um, and she's like, you know, I, she told me what the rumor was that they would pleasure the women digitally every morning in a, in a circle. <laughs> and that that was um, part of their healing practice. Well, I think sounds kind of great. I mean, if I'm going to be really honest. Um, <laughs> it's certainly less creepy. Yeah, it's less creepy than the, the one man. In the, the, I'm the leader. I get your wives now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just a little bit. I mean, San Francisco's always ahead of the curve, right? So you just you flip the gender dynamic and you make it about many women and uh, the men are pleasuring the women. Kind of kind of progressive if you think about it. See, I'm stuck between that and then like the 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 your previous story about the guy coming in with the 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 metal guy with the two women. So like do you just attract sex cults or is this just something that happens that you just follows you every, cause I know you also live in Berlin now where, I mean, they're there, you're surrounded uh, by a weird. Yeah. Shit yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. Cause another one of my jobs is, I mean, it wasn't a sex cult. Let's just be real, but it had some, <laughs> it had some the benefits were great. Yeah. Let's just say that a lot of people, uh, uh, yeah, ha I ha have a lot of secrets, um, from me uh, <laughs> and that, uh, let's just say there's a lot of people that are beholden to me no it's um <laughs> i've learned i've learned some ways i've learned some ways and um that's why you i'm those living classes financially stable i took the classes yeah i interned so. <laughs> yeah no the I, yeah oh an interesting thing i guess maybe about the 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 brainwash cafe was that tom waits came in at one point Ooh. Ooh, yeah that was fun it was fun because i was Do really you remember proud. his order he had he ordered food for his whole family it was wow. him and his wife and two kids. And um, his two kids were in like red sweatsuits, like a sweatshirt and sweatpants. Like they could have looked like Minnesota hockey players. <laughs> yeah, which was surprising. And his wife was like a, a beautiful woman, beautiful blonde woman. I don't remember much about also her. Also a hockey mom. That sounds... Yeah. Yeah. Checks, right? So it was a little strange. And the point, I didn't, I didn't recognize him. And I was... I was really over San Francisco. You know, I, I had graduated art school. I was working at this awful cafe. I was partying too much and and really just not knowing what the fuck I was doing. So I was really cranky. I was the cranky barista, at least in my life, which is funny. I'm telling barista stories because I've worked more at bars and restaurants, but we'll get there. So at this brainwash cafe, um, it was like counter service a la uh, Hard Times Cafe, right? So you order sure. and you call it the name and blah, blah, blah. Also cranky baristas. Yeah. Very cranky baristas. Um, but not nearly as cranky. I just happened to be cranky. Like we weren't supposed to be that. And that wasn't like, 
thing. We were definitely not supposed to be that mean. I was just, I, my heart was, was dead at that point. My, my, my soul was dead. So I, I just read the credit card cause I had just swiped the card, took the order. No one's tipping. It's gentrifying San Francisco. Was, everyone was suffering. No one wanted to be there. We're making $10 an hour. And so I just yelled at the top of my lungs, Thomas, Thomas, your food's ready. Thomas, <laughs> get your food. I was not bringing that shit up. <laughs> you didn't recognize him by the fact he's, I'll take a grilled cheese sandwich with fries. You want mini corn dogs? Iced tea, iced tea. <laughs> yeah. I didn't Do you at all. have any splendor? <laughs> We're trying to avoid extra sugar. <laughs> Actually, got- it San Francisco. Do you have any stevia-based sweeteners? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any organic wine? <laughs> <laughs> what fl- varieties of kombucha do you serve? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was uh, like, could have been a safe party, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want there, uh, Bob Dylan wannabe, whatever. Yeah, I did not give a shit at that point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my coworker's like, Tara, look at the card. Thomas waits. I was like, oh, I will bring oh. that up. And I did. And I brought up the plates and I asked him if they needed anything. And I received a zero uh, tip uh, for my, uh, for my <laughs> you get You get stiffed by Thomas Waits. Stiff by Thomas Waits. To be fair, though, I think he would have stiffed me anyway, because I had a, a a teacher who was my history teacher of uh, performance and, and queer performance who gave mm-hmm. him a massage. He was a massage therapist and said Thomas Waits did not tip on his massage. He paid the standard price. Yeah. Now you know. Now you Thomas know. Thomas doesn't tip. He waits. It's just what he does. It's... <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> We're just going to move on from that joke. It wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that was the that was the brainwash cafe. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, so I don't know. This is not a joke or, or anything, but this is just what I saw in the bathroom stall at a very dark point in my life. As I was saying, like I don't normally, I don't do drugs anymore. I don't drink anymore. But it was a dark part of my life, and I remember leaving the city and uh, seeing written on the walls where people would regularly do heroin. I mean, it was still rough, you know, the city economy. You know, people stealing the bread from the back, which God bless them, you know? And it was ring the bells that still can ring. I forget your perfect offering. There's a light and everything, or there's a crack and everything. That's how the light gets in, Leonard Cohen. Mm -hmm. And it was like a time in my life where I just really needed to see some hopeful words. And um, In a bathroom stall. Nasty ass. I could smell the pee. There was probably some... (laughs) the trash thomas waits to just stiff me i just graduated <laughs> art school and i was listening to the grown-ass men do insult fucking comedy <laughs> and surf rock so- just seas of cargo shorts that's <laughs> <laughs> just such a beautiful perfect storm <laughs> like you know 10 grand in debt like more than <laughs> no place really to live like you're living in the most expensive place to live <laughs> no i was living in a squat house outside the oh, okay. there you go. the only thing that could make this story better is like after like you said it was letter and cohen like just slowly hallelujah just started playing in the background and then i said i gotta go and just got off the mic <laughs> just 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 the right but it, it's just the just softly leonard cohen just like you know because that, that his version of that song is yep. oh, so breaking yeah I mean, 
if I was still a figure skater, no, that's no. That's, <laughs> <laughs> now that's all I want to see is someone figure skating to Leonard Cohen. Do the girls do it? But I think it, yeah, the bathroom stall that would have made a good as we were talking about earlier, like a '90s uh, maybe a mini series, you know, where someone learns a lesson. If if yeah. the, the picture, the the slow scroll, the bathroom stall, and the Leonard Cohen Hallelujah coming up mm-hmm. would be the the end of that mini series that we will write together now because we now go. we're friends we're, we're bound email it to ourselves <laughs> noted we're just going to go into it we're going to go into the uh, our own version of the purple onion and just sit there for hours and write it right right oh watching we even start smoking again if we do something like that <laughs> yeah sit in yeah. a cop coffee shop for eight hours just drinking coffee and writing Right. I mean, when that was like kind of subversive, like, right. you know, just drinking coffee, reading books and smoking cigarettes, you know, the good old days. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, that's when I made my first book and word album was, was during those days. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> my first and only spoken word album. There's a lot of distorted guitar that my boyfriend at the time put in the backtrack of my spoken word. Um, yeah. Yeah. We can move on from there. <laughs> I don't want to talk about, about that spoken right? word album anymore. It's all right. After the Leonard Cohen came in and the, the light shone through. I started doing comedy. So, you know, things got a little brighter. Um, but San Francisco, I, I was rough and I was not knowing what I was doing. I was, I was interning at this really awesome uh, art space. It was one of the art spaces in town that did hybrid arts, uh, circus arts, queer arts, um, very uh, political stuff. Like it was just a fucking cool space. I love being there. I ended up actually living in the back of their uh, office space <laughs> for a while. Um, but anyway, I was still entering there, but I, I needed a, a job job. And one of the people that worked there, her girlfriend worked at this bar and she's like, oh, you bartend. I was like, well, yeah, I bartended at this metal bar. And so <laughs> I think I yeah, exactly. So I can I can mix a mean like Jack and Coke, you know, and, and pour a beer. That's about all I can do. So I couldn't get a proper restaurant job at that time. Like I eventually did later, but that that's a whole other story, the fancy restaurant thing. But I but there's like, yeah, my girlfriend works at this club. I was like, oh, I could handle a club, right? So I got the information and it was it was in see, I lived in a, what was a former squat house. It wasn't I don't think it was a legal place to live, but the guy that did the the maintenance at our at our tiny college that got shut down uh, for being mismanaged and culty, uh, Dustin, who wrote poetry, um, and his wife lived there, and we all lived in this dirty ass fucking squat house. So it was near there. So I, I just I biked there on my crappy ass bike through this neighborhood that I probably shouldn't have been biking through by myself. And I show up and they're, they have like ropes, like the velvet ropes and in the club, like there's no windows and it. There, there's just like a, these bright lights and, and they're like, go, I'm here. And, and my instructions were, I'm here to talk to Mary. So I walk up and I said, I'm here to talk to Mary. And she's like, Oh, you're here for Mary. And she shows up. She's got a full on jumpsuit. She's, she's just like, she says like, I don't know. I want to say like less than 30 seconds. Of, of time to me she's like okay you're 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 sona's friend cool come with me and she's got like two walkies and she's coordinating with people she's like here's your money bag you know it's 500 or a, you know 500 if you're off by more than a quarter i won't see you again <laughs> okay. start pouring drinks <laughs> so i get behind the bar and uh yeah it's 
It's, it's, it's one of those proper clubs. Uh, I worked, one of the nights was Club Poppy. That was really night because it was like Latin, like gay boy, like woo, like shots. But the first night I worked at was like bikers from Oakland. And uh, I remember we had a duck behind the bar a couple of times if there was like presumably a weapon being pulled. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was kind of an intense environment. And, like you can definitely have- trial by fire situation. Oh, by- <laughs> but I mean, this is one of the clubs where it's like people are making so much money on the good nights that you you wait out the bad nights. And uh, I did okay. I wasn't off by more than like a a dollar, and got to do a couple shifts there. I'd say if you can't handle them at their biker fightiest, you don't deserve them at their uh, Latino gay boyest. Yeah, okay? Exactly. You don't get those night. You have you got to deal with the good. It's the yin and the yang of that situation. Right, right. You're like poppers and tequila waits for you at the end of the month, Tara. <laughs> <laughs> you just you got hold up. Yeah. There's going to be some sexy booty shorts, poppers, and tequila. Trust me. You just got to get a couple of guns pulled at you. <laughs> you know, only make 100 that night, which is insane for, you know, club work. You want five, you know. So. Yeah, right. yeah. So that was an intense experience. I had to have someone walk me out every night. And then I got on my, I felt so stupid for biking. It's like totally not the safest thing to do well, especially if you're making five hundred dollars in a night and then you're just gonna you know i'm just gonna bike through a dangerous neighborhood to a flop house right exactly no i had this guy follow me one night and he was on some sort of drugs and he just kept he's like, Ooh, i tried to i tried to act you know like they say all oh, just people are so stupid like i was stupid too i was like well if you just act crazy you you, you lose the crazy per- oh no he was he was hell bent on determined on following me <laughs> you probably just you, you <laughs> isn't inviting to him he's like oh the I found a kindred yeah. spirit. Right, right. It's like that scene in like a Disney movie where like the skunk finds the other skunk. <laughs> <laughs> I love you and his heart eyes get big. <laughs> the only difference is this is actually a Warner Brothers cartoon and you're just a cat that happened to get a white streak of paint down its back. Yeah, yeah. And Pepe yeah. Le Pew is just following you because it's in love. Like that's what's going on. That's that's yeah. really what happened. <laughs> yep, totally. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Wow, so I feel you, like the. I just said I felt like the the former story was a little bit more fun. I feel like I jumped in. <laughs> it's okay. That happens. We we go up and it's a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster. What were you so, gonna say? I was just gonna say, where if there's any more stuff, from, like any other stories that stick out from that club. No, just, nah. Other club than just booty cause. shorts and poppers, baby. Booty shorts and poppers. Yeah. Nice. That's gonna be the hashtag mm-hmm. for this episode. <laughs> Uh, yeah i like it um so where'd you go after that i mean you said you, you had some forays into fine dining and some... i had some forays into fine dining yeah i uh i had to learn how to make like craft cocktails within like two weeks um been there yeah yeah so there was like a list of 10 craft cocktails in the mission district of san francisco mm-hmm. uh one time we had someone call in early bless their hearts and they wanted 30 mojitos that person is godsend. Oh my god. I, I I don't know who they are, but if you're listening to this podcast, I will we don't even have merch yet, but I will send you merch. Like that <laughs> you are you are a saint. Yeah, yeah. To call and in mojitos are such a like they, they take a, a one mojito if done properly takes like a couple minutes to make one. Right, you know, with, right. With all the with the, the mint, the the all the muddling, everything, especially to do a proper one, like a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
trying to make those on the fly is is just like that 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 is that is a certain form of I believe it's the sixth circle of hell. It's a <laughs> night. It's a dinner rush where you get an order for ten mojitos, right. and they're all right. different kind too. It's like someone wants oh, a little yeah. less sugar, and this one wants blackberry, and this one wants a you know. Can you add yeah. can you, like with limon instead of regular Bacardi? <laughs> right, right. You end up with a knot. I call it the mojito knot. Back. <laughs> between your right shoulder blade from like the muddler like dum, dum, dum. do you know what's good for that is if someone uh, massages mint into your back <laughs> <laughs> that's like re-traumatizing you, you like use a- the muddler you yeah. get rid of it it's precise yeah it's a yeah. circular problem <laughs> <But I'm>, <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah yeah so that was yeah fine dining Woo. 30 mojitos, but they called it ahead. Jesus. Called it ahead. And they tipped and it was it was fine. My my stodge for that though, this is when I had only worked at like the the Jack and Coke situations, right? So Mm. I was used to pouring drinks and pouring beers, but my stodge, I had to open up like you know, the list would be okay, three craft cocktails, two beers, and a glass of this type of red wine you've never heard because you only drink Cabernet. And so I would have to like, oh, and then the champagne. And so I, I opened the champagne. I didn't know how to open the champagne and flicked across the, the service crowd, the, the service bar. <laughs> Did it hit somebody? No, it didn't hit anyone, but I was, I was mortified. And, and, and they were like, okay, listen, you can stick to the, the cocktails and we'll do the wine and the, the craft cocktails. And I still got the job. Um, they gave me day bar, uh, not surprisingly. But yeah. So, uh, lots of, lots of lime cutting, you know, a jug, jug and a half of lime cutting and learn, learn my craft cocktails. Then I did some night shifts. There you go. Yep. Lots of making bloody Mary mix. Yeah. 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 It was the type of bloody Mary that had like 10 ingredients. Also, it was actually kind of fun to, to learn how to make that with the proper dollop of horseradish and, mm. you know. San Francisco, you know, it was like, again, this is like in 2007. This is before like Minnesota got really refined. I mean, maybe it did, but for me, it hadn't yet with uh, the craft cocktail scene. We're so. still, we're still, there's still parts of Minnesota that they don't, they, they think that, uh, they think a cocktail that has like three ingredients is fancy. So nah. like an old fashioned is like a big deal on a night out, like in, in Mora. <laughs> <laughs> right right you know like they're like oh they serve martinis here (laughs) you know and like not even like the fancy ones where it's just like the you know gin vermouth olive juice right it's called a dirty (laughs) how exotic (laughs) yeah totally totally uh oh man i just i'm still just caught on the idea of someone calling ahead a, a cocktail order like that that is it was nice. I thought it was, it was, I think it was for a bachelor party too. And they were just like 30 mojitos. Wow. Do what you do what you want to do. Yeah. So wherever you want to go from there, I guess, you know, like any other jobs that stick out stories, things you want to go from. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about like, I have a, I have a Karen story. Cause as you know, um, so we're talking about like, you know, classy cocktail service and Minnesota mm-hmm. really got there. Unfortunately, I really hope some of those restaurants survive. I don't know if they will after COVID, but but I, again, back to the U of M, I had like three jobs in like one block radius of the U of M at three different periods of my life, mm-hmm. which was crazy because I never went to the U of M. I don't, I don't particularly, I'm not fond of it. Um, but I had that, <laughs> but I had the coffee shop job and then I went to art school in California, I did the San Francisco thing. And then I came back to Minnesota and um, I got a job at the Loring Pasta Bar. Okay. Um, speaking of culty dynamics. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just saying, I've been around a lot of fucking weirdos. Um, not like super, some more directly than others. Um, 
owner wasn't around that much when I was there, but so it was fake fancy. So all of these, you know, people from Wisconsin would come in and they would want to do fancy dining with their students for, you know, grandpa's birthday before they went to a sporting event. Right. So we'd have the the line at Red Lobster was too long. Red Lobster was way too long. Yeah. And they don't have, they don't have fancy candelabras or whatever you call them. (laughs) Have you seen the bathrooms? Like it's just (laughs) patterns of behavior. Right. And like, there's awkward students going in and be like, can we get the 15 student discount? And we're going to split a, a fettuccine carbonara because we've had that before out of the box. That kind of a, you know, situation. So, but we would have like these busy, busy Friday and Saturday nights and you'd never want to work them because the weeknights were better. But it was one of those tables where it was grandpa's birthday. People, I think some people were even in sweat shorts or sweatpants, which was totally unacceptable for the, the decor of the, the environment. But I, I, it was a new, new to fine dining. And I was impressed that I'd done all the steps of service, including, you know, uh, serving from the left, clearing from the right, starting with, you know, person one and going all around. And they had done the coursing. So I had done that for apps and for, you know, clearing the B&Bs before the main course. I'd actually done the steps. I didn't really give a shit about them, but I was, I was proud that I'd nailed them that time. And so we get to the final person, which is the Karen, which is mom, because it's grandpa's birthday. So it's her father's birthday. And we're delivering the creme brulees. And I'm, I'm proud. You know, everything. Finally, we get to, you know, grandpa, we sing. And, and she, she pulls me aside. She's like, excuse me, excuse me. She's just panicking. And I was like, what? Everything's gone perfectly. She goes, um, this creme brulee tastes burnt. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> what? Said to me, this creme brulee no. tastes burnt no i i heard you Mm -hmm. my Mm -hmm. what yes that's what she said and i said oh my god ma'am you are absolutely right let me fix that for you right away and i brought (laughs) took a big old spoonful ate a couple spoonfuls you know told the the expo listen we need a creme brulee just put on the sugar don't even torch it and I just brought it to her out with like maybe just like a dash of torch, like just like even just like a like a hint of, of of delicate caramel, but mostly just sugar on the custard. And I brought it back out. And I said, I'm so sorry. Fix that right away for you, ma'am. Yep. You just went and got her a snack pack instead and just brought us some caramel pudding <laughs> just sat in front of her. Like- yeah. Stuck a candle through the through the 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 the, the you know, the opening, the foil opening. <laughs> yep. Cracked it open like a like a beer thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so, and pudding. <laughs> that's, sorry? That's a call. You guys are canned pudding. That's a callback. Oh, forgot about canned pudding. We need to bring that back. I guarantee in Germany we still have that because it's I'm that sure. kind of party. Definitely. And <laughs> Euro. It really is. It's I'm probably. still, this creme brulee taste burn. Yeah. Yeah. My head. Yeah. I think, hey, I, y'all that, got that fancy pudding? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna serve it with the candelabras. Do you see the bathroom? Yeah, yeah. There's a guy in there. Fun. He just asked if I needed anything. It was what, why is he hanging out in there? Seems kind of creepy to me, man. And then he tried to give me candy. That's suspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds pretty funny. There was one night amongst all the all the tango dancers where like we hated the tango dancers because they were just like some cheap ass creepy swingers that would show up and they would split up. <laughs> again, again, what is, you, you, you attract? I attract them. I don't know what to say. These deviants. Thing with sexual magnetism and inappropriate boundaries. <laughs> and obviously people look up to me like I have some sort of God thing going on. Maybe they're right. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. I son- am God. 
Yeah. <laughs> only God could scream at Tom Waits. Yeah. Only God can scream. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That should be the name of your first album. Thomas. <laughs> that would be a great album title. Only God can scream at Tom Waits. Right. 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 And I am God. There you go. We figured it out. On the Awful Surface podcast, religion solved. Religion solved. And Alanis Morissette played God. And some people say when I had my long hair, I looked like her. So just a little saying. ironic. Don't you think? A little bit. A little too ironic. I really do think. You just go around booping people on their nose. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? Did you not Alanis see the Morissette as God. <laughs> Oh, does she? I, I haven't seen that movie in forever, so I don't actually yeah, spoilers know. Spoilers for a 1998 film uh, written directed by Kevin Smith. Uh, there's yeah. a point where, where Jay screams at God and gets all mad, and God then just boops Jay of Jay and Silent Bob on the uh, nose. I wish we could do that to naughty customers. That yeah. would solve a lot of problems. Like when someone's just like, um, what do you have that? <laughs> oh, boop, sorry. Sorry, Stacy from, you know, the MBA of Minnesota. Boop, sorry. This creme like, brulee <laughs> tastes burnt. Boop. <laughs> yeah. Can we get five Scooby snacks and one kamikaze? Boop. You can get six Scooby snacks. <laughs> you can get six shots of actual alcohol and drink like an adult. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's what uh, the one of the fabled Bill Murray stories is, is that he hopped behind the bar at some random bar that he appeared in, as Bill Murray does. And uh, every time someone gave him an order, all he did was pour him a shot of tequila. He'd be like, all serious, like, all right, what's your order? OK, I got it. I got it. I got it. And then he just pour him all shots of tequila. <laughs> that's what they would do during block party, because I worked at uh, Memory Lanes for, for four and a half years. That was one of my favorite jobs i still love that family and if you're listening which you probably aren't but maybe you will because i'll post this on my facebook i love you guys and we would do like the best block party every every single fucking summer and people weren't against making nice shots like there was a bartender shout out to diamond who would make like wonderful drinks for people for their birthday come up with really creative stuff but our bar manager was a whiskey man and especially during block party when we're talking like people are six deep and they're there for the music and there's a huge rush it's like, what do you have to drink? We have whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> PBR and we have a whiskey. And that's how you dealt with that. The bowling alley was really fun though. Because it was just just waves of of bowlers and and, uh, and of regulars where, you know, this old man in a would hold up four fingers and he knew that it meant two warm blackberry brandies and two cold blackberry brandies. And you better set them in front of the people who's you know, whose their order was. And you were always getting a good tip. Like you just knew it was that type of arrangement. The problem was on the weekends when like the families would come in and they weren't our regulars. And one day, I'm really sad I wasn't here for this, but apparently one day this lady got incredibly so drunk that she she started treating the bowling lane like a slip inside and started crawling down the oh, lane. Oh boy. Batting at the pins um, just out of desperation, which I can relate to that type of desperation. <laughs> to need to win something you've heard my back <laughs> i can identify with that woman we all need a little something sometimes um so yeah bowling alley was also kind of a fun experience she's trying to create her own bumper experience <laughs> yeah she just wanted to get those pins down man simple game roll the ball knock over the pins it's frustrating yep. when you can't do it 
right, right. You'd think it's simple, but these people that there were some pro bowlers there and I saw how they would hold the ball would be, would be different. Some people would palm it. Someone have a couple fingers and the spins that they would have on it, where it would start along the left curve over to the right. I'm going to tell you a little something about myself. I come from a bowling family. We take bowling quite seriously. We're very surprised. Mm. This is not a joke. My mom's entire side of the family. We're all big, big bowlers. I can I can see that in you so, now. Every, everything that you've been describing about this place just rings true. Wow. Oh, yeah. I can tell you all the kind of different techniques and methods and oil shots on the lane. Whole nine yards. That's yeah. not what this podcast is about. No, that's going to be Nate, Nate's se- that separate uh, spinoff Starting podcast. Starting a bowling podcast. <laughs> like a two-hour-long lecture on like why my particular lane wasn't oiled right. <laughs> it's and reactive resins that they're coating balls with to get a sharper angle into the head pin, which creates more pin action. Wow. I, I, already, I digress. I already have a name for your podcast. It's going to be called oh, yeah. Nathan's Lanes. <laughs> when I, it, it's about bowling and show tunes. Right. It's, no, it's about bowling in the birdcage. That's bowling, it. Bowling names were really fun. Like people had really fun team names, especially the people that weren't hardcore bowlers. You know where they had their names. They're for, there for fun. The new wave people that like work in that like they work in the same law office or the advertising agency. Mm-hmm. So their names were like, I can't believe it's not gutter. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> here for beer and uh living on a spare i guarantee that that would uh show up at least three times uh, (laughs) these advertising agency people would think that they were the ones who made that up but it's like it's been done before guys that's hack that's hack at this point yeah (laughs) think outside just hack bowling names yeah It would repeat. That, that, that would be a fun Twitter thread to just start at like three in the morning when he can't sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Screw yep. it. Uh, if, you have a, if you have a hack bowling name, get at us on social media and, and let us know what you think your hack bowling team name The groanier, the better. I want to hear them all. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. There was some, and we had volleyball teams too. And there was some, there was some uh, interesting volleyball team names. Now that I say that, of course, I can't think of any. Um, I just thought of a bowling one. Safer sets, I think. Safe sets. That's um, good. Yeah. Go ahead. Bowling Here's a bowling one, one though. Uh, it's for a BDSM group called Pin Me Down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Pin up girls. They could be doing like a burlesque show on the lanes while that was happening. Yeah. I mean, I was going a little bit more extreme, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We did it. We had like a drag bowl once where it was like the stage and the drag queens and there was, yes. was bowling. Oh, it was a fantastic night. Great night. So like they were, there was a drag show going on, but people were still just like, fuck, I didn't get my spare. Like, it was- yeah. No one was caring about the bowling at this point. This was okay. like, we're going to get the drunker, the better. It was my favorite type of crowd to work. Like, cause the bowling, you have to be real quiet. Like when things are a certain hap, like you have to learn bowling etiquette as a bowling. Oh, yeah. Like you definitely need to like watch yourself. Uh, there was a couple 300 thrones when I was there, you know, where you could literally hear a pin drop. <laughs> Thanks. I'll be here all night. <laughs> no, that's a, uh, that's, that's the, uh, that's the bartending group that comes there. They're called pin drops. Pin drops. Lemon, lemon pin drops. Oh, 
So listeners, if you're out there, please share with us some better names. Yeah. So yeah, Matt better than stop that. doing them the entire episode. Exactly. Because <laughs> I gave him an opening and he's That's not going to be give thinking it up. about. That's <laughs> all. Just, just it's all going to be names. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that has to be wild. What was the so like you worked at the bowling alleys, like like the snack the snack situation because bowling alleys, you know what they the traditionally that's what you got like the burger, the nachos, chicken tenders. Yeah, uh, so, but it's like the nachos are always just chips and like that just the orange cheese. Yeah, no, we did it really well. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie. Like there that's were times. Yeah. That's the thing with bowling alleys. You get one or the other. Either the food is just like garbage, prepackaged, just microwave it and serve it, mm. or the food is like absolutely incredible. Oh yeah, no, it was it was it was real good. Like this is the type of situation that like if if a half plate because the chicken fingers were like fourteen dollars because we would be big chunks <laughs> of chicken like made with fresh Jameson. Like I would and I and and some at beer. Like I would pour things of beer and give it to the kitchen. Um, so that they could make the fresh beer better. This is some tasty ass shit where I'm not going to lie on a really rough day. Again, I've had some low points in my life. Some of which you heard, this is where it gets even really lower where if a half plate of chicken tenders gets sent back, I will snack on them. Mm-hmm. Been there. Snack on them. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to say uh, at a low point in my career, I drank the beer batter. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, you know what? Fuck it. Actually not. No. There's that- booze in this. <laughs> Oh, that gives me that gives me some hope that people have had lower points than me. <laughs> uh, no, there were yeah, there were some oh, some some chefs that I worked with with some lower points. That's for sure, though. I was uh, I was also bullied. chefs. Yeah, also chefs. Oh, fuck chefs. No, some chefs were amazing, but like our kitchen managers at the at the yeah at the bowling alley were great. But but I worked at the 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 Northeast Social for just a summer, just a summer, and I think they're under new management now. I think they have different people. But when I was there, one of the owners, like like would straight up bully me. They would call me like Stronzo, and which was like apparently meant asshole in Italian. And they would mm-hmm. give us shots of whiskey at that bar with the the fish tank in it, um, the the nightcap. And then send us back on the floor and make us taste wine with people. Woo! He would pull me down in the office and talk in an Italian accent and say, "I just, <laughs> I just need more from you." And I'd be like, "I won't use his real name, Sam." I'd be like, "Sam, like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, I come here early. I learn all the the, the palates of the wine. I write down my notes. I'm making good wine recommendations, and my sales are good. I just need more from you." And he couldn't tell me what. God. Yeah. So I didn't lots, of t- lots of hand talking. Just a lot of yeah, just a lot of like oh well, it was it was it was a boys' club, right? And I was one of two yeah. open shirts, gold chains. Yeah, that type of a thing, like slick grease back hair. You know, hey, hey mama, hey mama. I'm like, doesn't your no. wife have a doesn't your wife have a name? Never learned her name, but mama was there with the baby. And this other server uh, was wonderful, and her her name was Katie, and she did a very good job. And I was the the other woman. I just didn't have a role. Like I wasn't mama. I wasn't the sister. I was a woman who's just trying to do her job and be proficient and that didn't fly in there. So non-existent? Yeah, exactly. So I didn't have a place. So she needed more from me. Just needed more from me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, I'm actually doing my job quite well, so. Whew. Yeah, but you know, you're not uh, you're not giving them attitude and slapping them every once in a while. So you didn't yeah. you didn't know how to deal with that. Right, right. Yeah, you at didn't least have like- an emotional breakdown once a week. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I was uh I was talking to my aunt who who works at a at a at a 
a magazine place where they like ship orders, like political things. And she was talking about this crazy woman that she works with who like slams things down. She's like, I've never murdered, met a person like that. I was like, uh, you have never worked in the service industry. <laughs> <laughs> There's at least like three of those people. Usually the servers don't last long. It's it's harder when they're in positions of middle management because then you can't get rid of them and their tantrums are more subtle, right? Because they're, they come out in like scheduling or like, you know, staff meetings. Um, power yeah. moves. Yeah. Power moves. Taking photos yeah. of the things you missed when you were cleaning and then just send you aside and be like, do you see there's a little bit of a ring on the table over here? I, I know that I could have easily just wiped that off myself, understanding that you're a human and that you sometimes make yeah. mistakes. But instead, I'm just going to take you into the office and talk to you for 20 minutes about how that's unprofessional. Well, I remember one one manager and I had a lot of good managers, I shouldn't just say, but I had one manager where it's the point where I just completely almost lost my shit. When he'd been working there for like four years, I'd been working there for a year and a half. He's like, and we were in this crazy ass rush. So something needed to be done. There was shit everywhere. People needed to be sat. And this is a nice place. And he's like, excuse me, Tara, do you know where I would find a bus tub? <laughs> I was like, if you're a manager for four, you don't know where to find a bus tub. Like there's something wrong. And don't get me wrong. Like I've had managers who, who that's the first thing that they do when something is happening. They'll come out, even if you're the bartender and the manager at the time, come out from behind the bar, start clearing tables. That's what a good manager does, right? It's just mm-hmm. help with the people out. But, uh, yeah, it was a fun one. Boop. Boop. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. Boop. <laughs> On the callbacks, Matt, I'm impressed. It's the only thing I'm good at. Um, <laughs> that and being devilishly handsome. But those are just, you know, there's things that, you know, you're God and I just have to accept the gifts that you've given me. So, yeah. Know, hail Tara. Uh, <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds really weird as I, it came out of my mouth. Is this being recorded? Also <laughs> another good thing he's good at. Yeah. <laughs> Sticking my foot in my mouth, very good. Yeah, um, really good. I think that. that's why we have listeners. Uh, <laughs> beyond that, I mean, beyond, uh, is there any other stories? Any other things that you can? Anything you want to talk about, job wise or, or story wise? Um, I don't know. I did wedding wedding catering for a while. That was kind of a trip. Ooh, no, um, go on. I love a bridezilla story. Well, it was mostly about like the parents of the bride and like the people that were involved in the dancing portion, um, mm-hmm. which I like to judge afterwards. There was a lot of jumping up and down and high tanning each other mm-hmm. that emerged at some point. <laughs> yeah. A nice dance move. Um, listening to like, yeah, culturally appropriated music from the 90s. And, you know, they're from White Bear Lake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that tracks. That tracks. Yeah. Um, fun. Um, what were the songs that would always get Aunt Becky on the floor? Oh, but like baby got back, you know. Sure. Pour Definitely. some sugar on me. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Maybe towards the end of the night during yep. the pizza, which I never understood. Like you have this full ass meal. People are in love. You have a bunch of cake and then you do a pizza buffet. What's up with that? Like that's, that's a little excessive. I don't think I've ever been to a wedding that has a pizza buffet. Same. I've never been okay. to one. Mm, you haven't been to one at the, at the varsity theater then because they go crazy. And I get it from <laughs> fucking on them get them another course in when they're drunk at like 1 a.m fuck yeah good good on you but it doesn't make sense from like a nutritional or like still wanting to move sort of standpoint (laughs) (laughs) like that's not that's not reasonable like people are going to throw up in that cab like (laughs) it's not it's not healthy for anybody i mean i've been i've been at some country ass weddings where they'll throw some ham sandwiches at the end of the night to soak up the booze can you catch them in your mouth? That'd be a neat. Yeah, they're, they're like they're mini. They're not big. They're not big ham sammies. They're not. We're not. 
we're not getting subway party platters we're you know we're not doing the (laughs) not doing the we're not doing the party subs shout out joe cocazello no we're not doing any of that i'm talking like where they just get the mini the dollar the dollar buns you know the dollar buns and they put a little bit of butter and ham on a sandwich butter and ham they yeah not even mayo just butter and ham butter Mm, (laughs) sounds like an english thing no this is just midwest straight up like Butter is spicy uh, out when you get outside of the Twin Cities oh, metro area. Oh, you got area. those fancy English sandwiches. Oh, <laughs> you know that that kind of that those I've been at. That that's that's the speed that I you know. Mm-hmm. After you had prime rib earlier in the evening because you knew the farmer just... who had gave you the cow to get the prime rib. All right, and then they fling them at you, and and like, and if you don't catch the bouquet, you catch the smammy in your. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't. If you don't get love, you at least get fat. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> That's you may not have an everlasting marriage. Open but bar, but it's only bush light. <laughs> it's not even an open bar. It's a keg of bush light. And then they buy a, like an assorted of bottles of liquor. Do you know what I'm talking about? You know, those weddings where it's just like, it's like there's a bottle of vodka, a bottle of gin, but it's like, it's just worse than Phillips grade low key. But then for some reason there's Jack Daniels, uh, Phillips brandy, some other stuff, Malibu, Captain Black Morgan, Velvet. Black Velvet, uh, McMasters. <laughs> yeah, something that's not like the Captain, but like the Ad- Admiral Nelson. Yeah, Admiral Nelson, yeah. yep, Admiral Nelson's, yep. Love this that. has got to be better, you know, Admiral's a higher rank than the Captain. Yep. <laughs> there's yeah, it wouldn't even be Jack Daniels, it'd be Evan Williams. Right, right. Oh, there's got to be, okay, so we know, we know like the Evan Williams and we know the Admiral Nelson, what is like the shittier version of each of those two? Of those two, ooh. Right. Aristocrat. Experiment. Aristocrat. There was a distillery okay. called Aristocrat. Um, I don't know if they still exist or not, but they used to exist, and they would do things like uh, vodka that was distilled or that was uh, filtered once, and it was literally on their bottle, filtered once. <laughs> Through a strainer. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, not even. It's like we 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 have a Brita water filter water filter that we've never washed or changed the filter on. Right. Which you could get a handle of it for six bucks. You run it through a bun coffee maker. <laughs> <laughs> it counts as filtered. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That's some quality shit right there. Yeah. So uh, we don't just ex- exist on this podcast to come up with clever bowling team names or to talk about uh, sexual magnetism or Midwest <laughs> weddings. No, no. We also we also on this podcast uh, exist to battle the scourge that is known as Karens. What? I know. Uh, before we continue, though, Tara, we always like to ask our guests, how would you, Tara, how would you define a Karen? Well, you heard about her in the creme brulee story. This is true. <laughs> no, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. So we, we, we like to, we like to do this. So what we do is we scour the internet and we find uh, different Yelp reviews, tweets, Facebook, uh, Google reviews, sometimes handwritten notes. Uh, and it's a segment that we do each and every week and it's called Karen of the week. This is Karen. I'm your boss. Oh my God, Karen. You- Each and every week, 
I subject my friend, a friend of the show, uh, Third Mike, uh, and voice of Karen of the week, uh, Rebecca Wilson, to have to look at and and artistically recreate these uh, these different uh, Karens we find online. So here's Rebecca with Karen of the week. Ladies, women, girls, females, wear a bra. Cover your nipples. Modesty is essential. You are disrespecting people's marriages slash spouses. You are disrespecting your future spouse. You are disrespecting yourself. You are disrespecting God. Stop causing others. You are disrespecting yourself. You are disrespecting God. Stop causing others to stumble. (laughs) Wow. Intentional. I thought that was like Karen from the future. That, that was totally on accident. I can play that again. Oh no, I, that was great. I thought it was like Elon Musk's like Karen. Like that was like the <laughs> future Karen. The Siri of yeah. Developers have been like, oh, we're gonna. Okay. It's like that old Conan bit in the year two thousand. Karen's year. in the year two thousand. In the year two thousand. <laughs> All the Just way. A, at trivia two thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. F- the year two hundred thousand. Right. <laughs> I'm just so like that 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 wasn't like that. It wasn't like a, an audio issue. That's literally in the tweet. It's the one word clap, one word clap, one word clap thing that that they were doing. Oh. Uh, I just love that. Like, oh, some like uh, someone else, someone some other woman's nipple is going to cause her husband to stray. Well, and also like that's a lot of clap investments because that was a pretty long post. So mm-hmm. the yeah. fact that she invested in all those claps like really emphasizes to me how much she means that and how much she doesn't want women to have nipples. Unless just, they're for the They're just for feeding. Just feeding just babies. For, mm-hmm. That's wow. it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Scandalous. Yeah, Karen's, uh, you know, depending on, that can be like a punishment as a server too. Like if you look too cute when you're serving and like, mm-hmm. Happens you know. Happens to me all the time. I understand it does, yeah. yeah just, I mean, I like, saw that prohibition suit. I was like, mm, going to be a problem from some married women. Or, <laughs> going to pull that mask right off. Yeah. And then complain about their rights. Exactly. Yeah. Use it like a slingshot. Exactly. <laughs> but hey, whatever gets money What's on the table, happen? you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the listeners, I dressed up as a prohibition bartender for Halloween. That was what a, that, that, that's what that reference was. I'll, we'll post it on the group. Uh, Did you just serve people <laughs> shit too? Just like shit beer? Like I, I, I served <laughs> them Like formaldehyde them... and all the, the liquor? Yeah, all the booze I served them could make them go blind. That was the theme of the night. Uh, that's hilarious there was there bring it back to sorry i'm jumping around bowling team guys they would they would say like give us your 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 shot right like oh this guy lost blah blah give him the shot and we'd start off with you know a nice shot because we wanted him to order more and then we'd give him flatliners which would be like tequila with a line of tabasco floated Mm -hmm. and by the end they were like okay we can't do any more shots just give us a shitty beer and i'd bring him odules and charge him full price (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> stick a little cherry in the top being like we need to get rid of this anyway the bar manager would be like god bless you <laughs> like you asked for it it is the shittiest beer yeah you said the shittiest thing so i got you evan williams and uh, and no duels with the ch- yeah, evan williams with the no duels chaser yeah <laughs> slightly yeah. expired and uh, uh o'duels amber here you go 
Bill. Kiss, kiss, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Drinking like 20 ounces, like six 20 ounces in a night. So I was, I was fine with that. That was fine. Yeah. You're just sending them home to go get some ham sandwiches, you know, butter and ham on on a dollar bun. They've got to go home to their wives who don't want them to see nipples. (laughs) That was a long string of things. You managed to string a letter in a sentence. Keep going. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, when they leave their wives or after they see those nipples, they're going to show up at a metal show with two women yep. and a cane that's like yep. a raven. Right, right. And that raven is going to fly over San Francisco and and zoom in on a club and reach down and take Mary's uh, uh, money bag and then spread it all across the land and flood it into the, the whole club. And everyone's going to go crazy and scrambling for money. Next all thing you know, it. the whole place is nothing a bunch of... Latino boys in booty shorts and do everyone's doing poppers. And Dancing fuck, to Leonard Cohen. And a hush falls over the crowd and Tom Waits enters spotlight center. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's confused. Mm-hmm. I think we, that's what we, that's really what we aim to do. And much like that confusion, uh, sometimes we have to sit back and ask ourselves, gee, why did it fail? Why did it fail? Uh, why gee, did why it- did it fail is a segment we do each and every week, Tara where okay. we look at different restaurants, uh, retail chains. Sometimes we look at menu items or, or promotions, and we ask ourselves, why do we think that didn't turn out so well? Hmm. Um, before we get into this too much, uh, Tara, are you familiar with the restaurant Racks? Negative. Okay, so Racks is a roast beef restaurant that um, we on this podcast are obsessed with. Um, they, were like, they were like Arby's with a salad bar. Wow. Is this a chain? Yeah. Yes. That okay. one point thousands of locations, and now there's three. Okay. Uh, they're in the Rust Belt of Ohio, two in Rust Belt of Ohio, and one in just like uh, Peoria, Illinois. Wow. Yeah. We, which we're, we're holding out hope that they can make it through COVID. Just in, in, in their, in their uh, bubble, how, how many were there? Uh, there was over a thousand stores at one point. Wow. Yeah. And now there's only a handful. There's three. There's three. There's Have three. you been to all three? No, our, our goal is to go to at least one of these before they inevitably shut down. You should take a road trip and go in all three. That's it's COVID. You can have very I suppose we could just get takeout, <laughs> but, it's, but we want the, there's one of them that still has the, that actually still, I mean, pre-COVID still had the, uh, the, uh, uh, the salad bar, the, the, the buffet. And the, Nathan could tell you about everything that was on it. Mm. Yeah, there's one in Minot where I grew up, and it was the greatest dining experience of my life, and nothing else has ever compared to it. Wow. Uh, yeah, full salad bar, middle of the restaurant, mm-hmm. uh, and you'd have like a whole build-your-own-baked potato bar. Uh, oh. There'd be a taco bar on it. Yes. And, uh, you know, salad, and then, uh, you know, fruit. Oh, my uh, God. Anything you could want in a in like a standard Midwestern buffet oh on top of a big roast beef sandwich that you get from the restaurant as well i can i can picture that the potato with all the creams the sour cream butters all the all the fucking dairy fake bacon bits Mm, like a dollop of sour cream and the potato somewhere underneath underneath that puffy cloud Mm -hmm. and then like canned fruit fruit from the can Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they probably had two kinds of pudding that weren't burnt Right. Yeah, you yeah. had your chocolate pudding and your uh, vanilla pudding with the vi- with the vanilla wafers in it. Oh, that would be suspect yeah. close to the mayonnaise. <laughs> so sometimes it's out accidentally. 
So like the the icebergs wilting. Yep. Oh yeah. Delicious. So we've been uh, lately because we we can do this on we've been doing this online uh, our podcast. Uh, we've been able to find they did a, a string of just bizarre and interesting commercials in the eighties and nineties that were way ahead of their time. Mm. Uh, we've had everything from Mister Delicious. Uh, to uh, eeny meeny miny about chicken sandwiches and and even one about a game show host where they were just yelling at them what a good chicken sandwich is. But uh, this is another one, and this one features their mascot, Uncle Alligator. That you know, like the other, there was the King for Burger King, there was uh, Ronald McDonald for McDonald's, and their guy was Uncle Alligator. Try to be more relatable, right? Yeah. Forget royalty we just got our uncle here and he happens to be an alligator don't mention it yeah he does he's very sensitive about it right so so let's uh let, let, let's watch the racks commercial shall we let's do it with my hectic schedule as a business executive i still find time every day to visit racks i can get this awesome racks meal a nifty balloon and this rather impressive zipper from my friend uncle alligator you know business is exciting being a kid is fun. So visit Rex today and start your collection of Uncle Al's sippers. They're great. Right, Uncle Al? Uncle Alligator Meals include sandwich fries, cookie, sipper cup, and balloons. Special offer good through December 31st. Wow. <laughs> wow. You get a balloon. Oh, my God. That alligator is terrifying. Right? Yeah. Uh, Just can- silently sitting behind the kid sitting behind he's got like this dark plushy like that dark velvet green you know that signifies like all your childhood traumas mm-hmm. it's that color yep. with like a goofy like yellow hat and a yellow suit Ooh, it kind of reminds me of like a pre like the barney cartoons right which if you haven't <laughs> yeah. seen, if you haven't seen baby bop doing wop yet you should really really <laughs> that's really mean to say that about cardi b Oh, it's so it's so good. Anyway, switching notes. You're you're talking about racks. He's got like get... methed out eyes as he sits behind you. Well, we right. we, we actually we all know as we all know, uh, alligators have a really big methamphetamine problem in, in, in Florida because they fl- they've been flushing them drugs. Yes, exactly. This guy is kind of got like a Harry Potter <laughs> thing going on too. The little kid is like he looks like a Weasley. He's, he's got a schoolboy suit on. He's got like a like a cardigan over a white shirt with a tie. Hey, you you dress up when you go to racks. I mean, it's a, the place is a treat. It is a treat. You want to look your best when you're meeting a alligator. The box from- is impressive. Yeah, that's like a straight up Happy Meal box with like a sipper cup that you can bring home and wash and use later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. You can never get clean because the no, sipper you cup. can't get clean. There's too many contours. Yeah, it's 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 an alligator. It's contoured like an alligator. You can never get that shit. <laughs> But you will use it again, even though it has yep. like nasty gummy red stains from like your high <laughs> fucking soda in the crab alligator. <laughs> like the water is going to taste kind of like cola. Yeah, kind of like cola, kind of like high C, because you've mixed seven of them in your first. Uh, oh yeah, at the Rex. Looks like there's uh, four different colors. Ooh, you could get and the, the helium thing. balloon. So every kid in that place is huffing the helium to get the <laughs> every, silly voices. Yeah, mm-hmm. everyone sounds like fucking squeaky. This is not a good thing. Or like, yeah, everyone sounds like Melissa Villasenor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she says it, right? Right. 
Oh, was that a Starbucks sippy? Did we see a Starbucks sippy? Oh. We're just looking. We're looking for. Uh, we're looking to see if we can still, if you can still purchase the Uncle Alligator Sipper right now. The color scheme is something you don't see nowadays. Oh, you mean the, the, like, the, the unnatural colors? Like muted again. It's like it's like it has remnants of that like dark forest green, but it's a little more pastel. It's like creepily <laughs> in between forest green and pastel. Mm-hmm. It's like something you'd buy. It looks at like a an army store. guy plastic. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. Or like a dollar store Easter products? Yes, it looks like dollar store products. And sure. oh, it looks like there's not only, is there only alligators or do we see other animals too? I, I think that's that, a that bunny. A, is that a, yeah, it looks like a bunny. A oh yeah, that is. Down, so What's the blob top right? Uh, Christmas it, tree. The Christmas, a Christmas tree. tree. They had a rack set in 84. You know how much kids trees. like Christmas trees. Hilarious. No, obviously no other holidays represented. Um, no. Only Christmas. <laughs> Nothing for Halloween. Bunny for Easter, I'm assuming. Yeah. Although that bunny looks depressed. Its ears are down and it has a... Well, is one of them a Buddha? I can't tell. So that could be some... <laughs> right. They were oh, the orange one? Representation. Yeah. 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 Looks like a Buddha to me. Yeah, he's in meditation. He's meditating on what he's going to get out of the salad bar next. You know, he's just like, do I want Mexican or Chinese? Yeah. <laughs> You, you got to meditate in between those meals to to make some mental room for the experience that's going to blow your mind. Uh, <laughs> what kind of toppings could you get on your tacos? I think it was probably just like, they probably just, it was just like probably just loose meat. With yeah, like is, a, is beef tacos hard shells? Yep. Definitely. Uh, cheese. Cheese. Uh, with a little cheese. White the preservatives you could see. That kind of a thing. You had to walk back to the baked potato area if you wanted sour cream yep. oh, to that's put in- onto your taco. That's a design flaw right there. Yep. You can't have two vats of sour cream going at once. Yeah, yeah. Just the cheese and like the 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 jar, salsa. jar of salsa, right? That's like super mild yep. to not offend anyone. Yeah. yeah. Not offend any mid- Midwestern palates. Right, no. right. It's basically just ketchup with like a tiny bit of seasoning in it. Right. It is funny in Germany here, like you go to the the Vietnamese and, and Indonesian and Indian restaurants and there'll be like one, you know, like, ah, super, super spicy. And it's like barely anything. And the normal is just, there's no spice. <laughs> when, like, I, when I lived over there, I was in an international student dorm. So it was me and there's like people from all around the, all around the world there. And there was two girls who are from Finland and they got mild salsa from an Aldi. And they're like, oh, Matt, we bought salsa because we know that you're an American and you like it. We got, we had to get mild though. And I, 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 I it literally just tasted like, a, just like, like a, a, like a tomato, like tomato water to me. Yeah. <laughs> These yeah. two girls after eating one chip, barely dipped in it, full on sweat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I bet they weren't talking about it either because people in Finland do not no. talk about their stress. Or feelings. Hide that shit. <laughs> well, she they, had half a, they had both had half a glass of wine and were a little giggly, so. Ooh. Uh, but then they had that hot, they had that mild, it didn't even taste like tomato to me, salsa, and they did just pouring, pouring sweat, like. And even the Germans like, yeah, this is a little hot. And I'm just like, Do you- <laughs> uh, tomatoes are spicy in Germany. It's true. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. 
That's why the I mean that's why I love them to use some Turks. You got to get Mitch Schaff. Yeah, <laughs> for yeah. your donor, it was like a, like the a donor sandwich. By the way, Nathan, is like a it's like a much better euro. Oh, it's impossible! Like, oh no, <laughs> it is. Tara will back me up on this. Many different styles: chicken, beef. Um, I'm on board. Peppers, potatoes, um, mm. all kinds of fun stuff. It's basically shaved meat into a pita bread. Yeah, you can even get like five. I'm on board. Yeah. block, garlic, peanut, yeah. urdina sauce. Yeah, they get the block. Like Chuck, former yeah. second baseman from the Minnesota Twins. He's huge in Germany. Announce it because of the familiarity. Um, <laughs> all kinds of knoblock. Yeah, <laughs> Chuck knoblock. Yeah, I they really actually have knoblock chips. She <laughs> said that on on a podcast because. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Um, this has been fun, we, but you know, we, we've, I think we've got a pretty good solid episode down, but so it's time to 86 the show. But before we do that, we have one more segment, Tara. Uh, we finished the show with a segment that we like to call human Yelp reviews. This is where you, our guest, Tara, you get to review the podcast. Uh, we preferred out of a one out of five star metric, but that is merely a suggestion. We've had plenty of people do whatever they want to. And honestly, you're giving your time to be here. So you do what you like. Um, right. You can uh, do the podcast individually, or you can do us as the uh, hosts and audio guy. That's up to you. Okay. Okay. Well, I had a lot of fun tonight, guys. And we're in COVID lockdown, and I'm I'm not talking to a lot of humans. I don't know if this affects things, but immediately when you said give us a five star review, my 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 eyes lit up and my heart lit up, and I just immediately felt five. Like I just I saw five in the back of my head. I felt five. I felt like a five. I was seeing you guys as fives. Like everything has been just a really wonderful, delightful experience. And I feel honored to be here. So thank you. I'm giving thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for joining us. That's this is this is this has been fun. Um, Before we go, uh, Tara, uh, how do people follow you? Uh, You can follow me. uh, Well, it's okay. Yeah. If you want. Okay. (laughs) Or don't. How do not don't follow Tara? Cult, or do you want to know about that? No, I have a comedy page. I don't post a lot on it, but if I do shows again at some point, which hopefully I will at least do some while we're in lockdown, mm-hmm. Teradice Comedy, T-E-R-A-A-D-I-S-E, comedy, and that's a Facebook page, and I post some funny things on there. Um, my uh, Instagram handle is personal, and it's like a lot of like walks now, let's be real, because it's COVID, so it's not that exciting, but sometimes I post worthwhile stuff on there and that's um i think it's the same t-e-r-a-a-d-i-s-e on instagram comedy page if you want to know about shows and if i do fun things like this i'll probably post things on there too cool mm-hmm. well you're in lockdown so i don't i don't assume there's a lot of uh shows going on but is there anything you wanted to promote uh no not coming up unfortunately that's okay <laughs> wash your hands and wear a mask yeah yeah but if you are curious i mean i do have some clips on there and some some backlog so yeah cool wash your hands wear a mask absolutely let's get back out there as soon as we can safely hey uh nathan how do people follow you find me at nathan smesrud on facebook and twitter and n smesrud on instagram perfect anything coming up no that's all right (laughs) uh jalen uh you can follow me on twitter telling tall tale instagram telling tall tales uh, I'm gonna be in the second round of the uh, funniest person in Minneapolis, but I don't know when that is. So uh, that's it. Keep your eyes peeled. Keep your eyes peeled. Woo. Go, go vote for Jalen. 
or Derek Johnson, our, our friend who was just on the other episode recently. He also did he move he also on? Made it past the first round. Yeah, he, yes, awesome. he did. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So lots of lots of good awfulness going on out there. That's awesome. Uh, you can follow me. My name is uh, Matt Doima on Instagram and on Facebook, where you can see me dressing up like a, an old timey bartender. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter. I'm at Chubby Waiter because I believe in truth and advertising. Uh, also, uh, follow the pod. Oh, before we do that, uh, what do I have to promote? Um, November 20th and 21st, knock on wood. Hopefully there won't be a shutdown by then. I have a show at the Camp Bar in St. Paul. Uh, I still don't know who I'm going to be performing with yet, but uh, that'll be released here soon. But uh, you can follow them on their Facebook pages. I'm, I'm going to be there as well. Uh, come on out. I'll buy you a Sprite. Uh, or maybe maybe a diet coke i don't know we'll see we'll see what we're how we're feeling that day i don't know maybe you need the caffeine i'm not here to judge your calorie intake um also i uh i do host this little this little open mic in uh, in in downtown st cloud again uh, while it's still allowed uh at the red carpet nightclub in the keller bar come on out for that every wednesday uh sign up is at nine show starts around 10 uh, we, we have a good time. We socially distance and I bleach the hell out of the mic between every performer, which causes uh, the, the show to completely uh, derail between every, every set, but it's fun. Um, you should follow the podcast as well. Awful service podcast across all platforms. Uh, we'll put photos of Matt dressed like a old timey bartender because we got to stay on point. <laughs> Get at us with your, whatever bowling team idea names that you have for, has to be very punny. We're looking for Bob's Burgers or better esque puns. Uh-huh. I think we can. Get, I think we can make some things happen there. Right. Uh, Tara, you've been an utter delight. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much. This was super fun. I did. Uh, there's one thing. November 18th, if you're around, I'm doing an online show called Go West. I will post that on my FB. There you go. Do you have one thing, guys? Go West, you guys. Go West. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for your time. Yeah, that's uh, this has uh, been fun, and, and as always, uh, make sure you leave your phone number to your baristas and tip them as well. Absolutely. And have a good five dollar bills, people. Five dollar bills. And have a good night. <laughs>